it's important that we note the two types of education because they're really, really important. It's not just that you're educated enough to know that you should have some investment real estate. And it's important that that education goes deep enough that you understand leverage versus cash, that you understand all of the things we're talking about on the show. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant here. Good day. Serving up another great show today. I'm going to start with a stat. This is pretty cool. I don't think we've ever shared this on the show, but no. 60% of investors that are educated, not only about investments, but also about the performance of their investment, continue to actively buy real estate investments. Which is pretty amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you consider, it's like once you are bitten by the bug, then you can't help yourself. Yeah, (laughs) That's what it feels like for me, I should say. (laughs) It's exciting. So as you listen today, start to think about why, like, I mean, think about why you would be in that category based on what we're going to talk about. Because Heather's been doing a whole bunch of annual reviews. We've talked about annual reviews, I think, on the show before, but I don't think we've... We have before. I don't think we've ever talked about it like this specifically. Agreed. Where I think the results of it, why they're so important, why everyone should have a review. Mm -hmm. If you own rental properties, you should have a review. For sure. You should call your property management company and maybe force a review, I guess is (laughs) what I'm saying. If they don't call you, then you should call them. Yes. It's easy to push it aside or delay it, right? And say, oh, I'll do that next month. Even as you approach the annual time of when you... So annual meaning 12 months or so after you first purchased the property and 12 months every year after that. So I think really easy though to say, I'll do that next month or Mm -hmm. in six more months. There couldn't really have been much that has changed. That's pretty easy to push it off. And so having that like commitment, put it in your calendar, set an alert in your phone that otherwise it's like the dentist. I went to the dentist recently and uh, I said, I thought I had a cavity that was falling apart. I didn't in the end, but when I sat in the chair, they said, well, it has been two years since you've had a cleaning. And I said, what? There's no way. There is no way it's been two years. And sure enough, I couldn't accept it too. I thought their records are wrong. I looked in my phone for my last dentist appointment. It was hilarious. I said, oh, you're right. The last time I had the flu, I like saw it in my text messages. It was so funny. I had canceled. So I use that as an example to say that it's really easy on those checkups to just kick the can down the curb. I have no idea the last time I had my teeth cleaned. It, it has to have been more than two years. That's horrible. Oh, that's I not good. I just admitted that. That's not good. I just admitted that openly, <laughs> just on the air. <laughs> well, it happens. Time goes by really fast. And so that's why I say, for sure, put an alert in your phone. Don't judge the whiteness of my teeth based on my comment today. <laughs> So when I meet with people over the years, I would say most of the time, maybe almost 100% of the time, investors previously would say, "Uh, I think everything's going okay, Heather, when I would ask how things are going, right? It became a, like, I don't really know. And it became very obvious that they really didn't know how things were going on their property in general. This should happen with 
all investments, not just real estate. And I think we've talked about on the show as well that you should have a personal financial statement. I think we talked about the importance of having that, the importance of tracking it. This is just another piece of that because on your personal financial statement is going to show up your real estate investments. Yeah. And how in the world can you have an accurate personal financial statement if you don't know what's happening with your properties? Yes. And I help clients with this that haven't necessarily bought properties from RP Capital, our core business. And so this week I met with several people and there were so many interesting things that I thought would be really good for us to discuss. And one of them was, I talked with someone who said, yeah, my property was vacant. We did some work on it. We just wanted to get it rented really quickly. Didn't consult a property manager and kind of felt like they pulled a number out of a hat for rent. And they said, yeah, I mean, we just figure that people wouldn't pay more than $1,800 because they might as well buy a property and not rent. And that was the logic. So this is the power of it, not to make fun of her because I could see her situation, not a big deal. But I showed her the numbers and she said, wow, I didn't realize that it was that negative. Because you get your management statement over here in this corner. Then you have your mortgage statement over here in this corner. And maybe you get a tax statement that says, hey, your taxes went up 20 bucks a month over in this corner. (laughs) I don't know how many people I have talked to over the years who tell me, oh, yeah, I cash flow like $800 a month on that property. Yeah. Okay. And I know where the property is. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's impossible. Yes. But I'll go with it. Let me just ask a couple of follow-up questions. Like, is that counting taxes and insurance and your mortgage? Oh, no, no. (laughs) Yes. No, with all that, I'm probably like a couple hundred dollars a month. I think then it sinks in. Yes. At that point, it sinks in. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah, like I'm not cash flowing at all on this property. (laughs) But almost every single one of those scenarios, they have like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equity. Mm -hmm. And they're just plugging along every month, chucking $200 a month or 300 or whatever it is at this property. If that's you out there and you haven't looked, you don't know, it's time for a checkup. Yes. It's time for a checkup. So that's the purpose Mm -hmm. of this. So walk us through what this is because it's not just the profit and loss because everybody gets the profit and loss every single month. I'm sure those of you listening, you get your profit and loss, you look at it. Uh, maybe you don't look at it, but you get it. It's in your email probably or in your portal, one of the two. So what else on this call? What do you do? Yeah. So we're looking at all four rates of return in owning real estate. So your tax write-offs. And sometimes I can just tell by the look on their face when I mention, yeah, I mean, you could look at bonus depreciation and I can tell they're going bonus depreciation. So I'll send more information, right? So it can be a little overwhelming if you've been out of touch with what your portfolio is doing. So you have your depreciation, you have your appreciation. So we go over market value and we say, okay. Yeah, so time out. <laughs> let's slow down a minute and let's talk through those, each of them. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is just your income minus your expenses. This is what the property management company sends you. Okay, everybody knows what that is, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some people call that their cash flow, even though it's really not their cash flow. That's the cash you're getting from the property management company. Yeah. Okay. Then from those numbers, in order to actually get a cash flow, you have to take out your mortgage, you have to take out all the other costs that you might be associated mm-hmm. with this. Okay. And then there's this next return. The next return is 
depreciation. Okay, so let's talk through depreciation really quick. The government set this standard, right? This didn't, Ron didn't make this up. Heather didn't make this up. You didn't make this up. Nobody made this up. It's 27 years. Did I just say that right? Is it 27 years? Yeah, 27 and a half. 27 and a half. I knew I was using, I knew I was missing something. Can't forget that six months. <laughs> so 27 and a half years, you get to write off the value of the structure and the upgrades in the ground. So not the dirt itself, everything else, you get to write that off. Okay. And you get to write that off against the income you're getting from the property and any other passive income that you have. Okay. So that's what Heather's talking about. Depreciation. And that's a real return. You get that because it allows you to keep more money in your pocket. Yes. And it's exciting because when you break it out every year, and sometimes it's even fun to break it out every month and say, man, every month I'm saving like $150, $200 per property and that I don't taxes that I don't have to pay. I mean, that's awesome. Pretty cool. Awesome. Well, it doesn't suck. I mean, yeah, it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Okay. Then you said something else. So market value. We look at current market value. Time out. You skipped over this bonus thing. Just, just back up for a second. Oh, true. I dangled a carrot. Yeah, you did. Just better than dangling a participle, I think. <laughs> Based on my school. I don't remember what that means, but, <laughs> but I know you don't want to dangle one of those either. Okay. Bonus depreciation. What is the difference between regular depreciation and bonus depreciation for those who don't know? Yeah. So you can accelerate the depreciation over a shorter period of time for some parts of the house. And so one way to look at it is if you have looking at your own house, you have things in your house that aren't going to last 27 and a half years and you know it, right? You're going to plan on replacing them before that point. Does the IRS factor in children and dogs? <laughs> There's a high probability that certain items in the house last significantly less time if you have dogs or Kids. Young children, especially. Mm -hmm. But no, that's not true. I'm in the teenage years and they're a little destructive too. No, one of my boys rammed their heads. I don't remember exactly how, but they rammed their head through the wall. <laughs> like it was all the way through the wall. Man, if I had a dollar for every time in the last week that I've said, use things the way they're intended to be used, I would be yeah. a rich woman. I'm like, yeah, that's not the intended use of that item. <laughs> my dad used to say, stop working over the furniture. <laughs> We literally were working over the furniture. We were either riding it like a horse or something. And there were seven of us. My parents didn't have a chance. <laughs> Everything they owned was going to get broken. <laughs> well, I think that the bonus depreciation, the excitement there is with bonus, right? way it is currently in the last several years, you can write that up front. Most of it, you can write off up front in year one. And this tax year in 2023, it is 80% of those shorter term depreciables. And we mostly, I guess the shortest way to explain that is it's mostly fixtures and you have your 15 year depreciables or like your sidewalks. And I think maybe even your driveway landscaping, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think anything that's in the ground, but that's not ground, stuff like that. And I think we did an entire show on that. So if you guys want, we'll link it in the show notes so you guys can. Yeah. We had somebody on who was discussing it, who knows way more about it than we do. We love the cool spreadsheet they send mm -hmm. that says how much taxes you get to write off. That's the cool part. For sure. Okay. So that's depreciation. Then you have appreciation. Yes. Which I think everybody knows about, but let's go over really quick. 
Yeah, I think the highlights from my conversations are, I would say 90% of the people had no idea what their house was worth. Yep. They were pretty floored that they had equity that was just a gift from the market, that they just had some appreciation that was solid enough that it was like, hey, do you want to do something with all this money over here? Right? So it just opens up possibilities that you can take advantage of the he loan product, like a second home loan product that you can use that equity for other things, the interest rates, higher interest rates. So you want to make sure you're using those funds, in my opinion, to invest in a cash producing asset. Right. But you do have that possibility, which is really awesome. Or you can look at refinancing. If your interest rate is higher, maybe than it is right now, that would be for sure advantageous, but interest rates have been up right now. And then of course you can sell and look at taking some of that equity that way. And some of that equity, it leads us to the third rate of return comes from the tenant's rent, just paying that mortgage payment every month. Yep. You have that, <laughs> your principal's getting paid off slowly. So your principal reduction is your third rate of return. And so those work sometimes obviously hand in hand that you have equity that comes from both appreciation and the tenant paying down the mortgage. You know, people who don't own investment property, but own their own home. Mm-hmm. So like if you listening out there, you own your own home, you've lived there for, I don't know, five years, three to five years, whatever. Mm-hmm and you haven't looked at the value of your home, you have no idea. I guarantee you have no idea how much your house is worth. Yeah. We moved, I think, a year and a half ago, we've been living in this house, which is very festive. Check it out, Heather. For those of you that can't see, Ron's got some Christmas trees right up behind him. It's so, so fun. And that's because where my office is, is also my gym. And I have my son-in-law, my daughter, and their friends are over there maxing out in the gym right now. So I had to move locations. So I'm on location across the driveway from my gym. <laughs> it's really loud over there right now. And I say we, we moved in and we started talking to our neighbors like good neighbors do. It's a pretty small community. Mm-hmm. And I am floored at how many people have no idea what has happened to the value of their properties. And many of these people have lived here for 20 years. Amazing. And they don't have any idea Mm -hmm. how much their homes are worth. Yeah, happens a lot. And if you own five of them as investment properties, imagine how much equity you have in the properties. Yeah. And yet people just don't look. They just don't look. And it is to make this more complicated conversation. If you have a mortgage, which we've already discussed, you're leveraged into these properties. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a $100,000 piece of property, which I don't think, I mean, those very few of those exist anymore, but let's just say for math's sake, if you have a hundred thousand dollar property, you have a mortgage on it, you put $20,000 down and the property goes up in value, doubles in value over five years or whatever it is. And you have now have a $200,000 property. You realize that you just made a hundred thousand dollars, not on a hundred thousand dollars, which would be really good. Yeah. You made a hundred thousand dollars on $20,000. Yeah. It's the investment you made, not the total purchase price, which is the cool part about leveraging. I talked to one person in the calls this week that said, I'm a cash buyer only. I do not finance. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, Good for you. But I did make sure to say there are some rates of return that you're missing. 
that you're missing out on because you're paying cash. So having that principal reduction and your rate of return being about your down payment and not about the purchase price is pretty awesome. Well, let's just run the numbers in this scenario that I just stated, right? You've owned your investment property for five years. It goes up in value, $100,000. If you're a cash buyer, you just had 100% return in five years. Mm -hmm. And that's phenomenal. Nothing wrong with that. Average annual 20% return. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. The difference is if you financed it and your investment was $20,000, you had a 500% return. Did I do the math right, Heather? You did. Yeah. Because my phone again, for those of you who are clicking along with us, I have not gotten my (laughs) camera fixed. So (laughs) I'm, I'm using my iPhone which means I don't have my calculator. So I did that in my head. And that's why I used 100,000, which is completely unrealistic right now. But it is a 500% return. So that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. That's what we're talking about. So it's not as if it's the same thing. It's not the same thing at all. And I think that's the eye-opening piece for a lot of people that they don't realize is if you turned $20,000 into $100,000, that's significantly different than turning $100,000 into $100,000. Both great. Yeah. Nothing wrong with either one of them. It is exciting. And if you're like me and you purchased a home and used a real estate agent, I actually ironically reached out to my real estate agent who helped me buy this house because we moved in this year. And I said, hey, can you set me up on an update on the market value of my house? And she was like, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. She was like, I never thought of doing that. (laughs) That's a very realtor thing to do. Um. (laughs) Yes. Reach out to your real estate agents. And if you're listening and you're a realtor and you don't do that, Mm -hmm. shame on you. Yep. Shame on you. And start doing it now. Start doing it now. Mm -hmm. You can just set it up to auto, just automatically come to you every month or whatever and tell you an update on the market value of your home. So listen, the realtor who helped me buy all my properties here in South Carolina is fantastic at this. As a matter of fact, he does it really often because he's constantly trying to get me to sell my property. So Caleb, (laughs) Caleb Pearson, who is a stud realtor. You're calling him out. uh, Yeah. So he'll call me. He's like, hey, Phillips, I got a buyer with deep pockets who wants some deep water property kind of over there by where you live. And I'm thinking, okay, I know where this is going. (laughs) Well, what would it take to get you to sell your house? I'm like, dude, I'm not selling right now. Yeah. But like, you know, what if? Hypothetically. And I always give him a number. And one of these times, he's going to surprise me, bring somebody over here, and I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. Bobby Joe is going to be real mad. (laughs) Yeah. He's really good at this because he constantly keeps people up to date. And look, selfishly, if you are a realtor, you should be doing this anyway. That's what he's doing. He's like, man, if I can get Ron to sell this house, that means Ron's going to buy another house. And I'm going to get commissions on both of those houses. I'm going to help him and move into a nicer place or whatever the case may be. Plus, I get to help this current client that I've got in front of me. And you should be doing that. Mm -hmm. So selfishly, people, that's what we are doing. That's why Heather's having these calls. We're like, look, educate yourself. Yep. At the beginning of the show, I said, educated investors, 60% of them continue to actively invest in real estate. Yeah. Now, that's not a stat that you can get from Bloomberg or wherever you get your financial news. That's our stat internally. Yeah. And it's important that we note the two types of education, Heather, because they're really, really important. It's not just that you're educated enough to know that you should have some investment real estate. That's one of them. And 
it's important that that education goes deep enough that you understand the level of returns that we're talking about, that you understand leverage versus cash, that you understand all of the things we're talking about on the show. And in addition to that, you have to be educated about your properties and your returns. Yeah. Because if Heather calls, and she's going to make some more calls this week. And when she makes the calls, if the people don't know that they're getting like 30% average annual, they probably aren't going to be super tuned up to buy another property. But if they are, if all of a sudden they go, holy crap, mm-hmm. I've made a lot of money doing this. Yeah. You can better believe they're going to be buying more property. Wouldn't you? hundred percent. And I think the other thing that people helps with perspective is people are able to say, oh, a week ago, I was really frustrated that the fridge blew out and I had to just go over and put a new fridge in that house. And then it all shrinks. All those problems that you thought your property had, or maybe your property actually does have, but they shrink (laughs) in comparison to the overall picture of how things are actually performing. And I mean, I talked to every person I talked to by the end of the call was like, man, like this is exciting. This is stuff I didn't even think about an opportunity I didn't know I had. I talked to multiple people who one person was starting their own business and he was like, I have all this equity. I could tap into that for my business if I needed to. And I said, absolutely, you can. Let me connect you with our lender, Brendan Colasar, who's been on the show. And let's have you get in touch with him so you can explore that option. I mean, multiple people like that that had in their lives and their individual circumstances were going, man, having this information is invaluable to be able to make informed decisions. Maybe you won't do anything about it right now, but at least you have, <laughs> you're informed to decide what you're going to do and make that decision. Yeah. And I mean, wouldn't it be cool to be able to know that level of detail about the stocks that you own? Yeah. And wouldn't it be cool if they performed that well? Mm-hmm. But you have control. That's the cool thing that we love about real estate. We tell everybody about it is you have control. Yep. And I'm convinced that the more people that we talk to, nearly everybody wants to understand whether they take action on it or not. Like you're listening to this right now because you want to do something with this information that we give every single week. Clearly, we are real estate biased over here. Yeah, So clearly, (laughs) if you're listening to the show, I mean, I have good jokes for sure. My kids tell me I have the best dad jokes ever, but that's not why you're listening. And, you know, my camera follies and everything else that we do in my on location in my house, you guys don't track the show because of that. Clearly, there's something that you want. And so I guess what Heather and I are trying to say is, what are you waiting for? Like, go get it. Mm -hmm. Go get it. Take action. I talked to a woman just yesterday. We've been talking for a month or so. And I said, look, the hardest part about this now is you understand it. You're excited. You see the vision. And she's caught the vision of what real estate can do. And she said, but Heather, I'm just afraid. And I said, oh, that's so normal. That is so normal. Yeah. And I said, the hardest thing is going to be just that first step. And after that, Oh man, (laughs) it's so fun. It's so fun when you get out of your own way and you are able to just take action. Even if you have fears that are, it's totally normal. I even told her, I said, if you didn't have fears and just said, Oh, take my money, let's buy some property. No problem. Whatever you think, I'll just buy whatever. Like, then I'm a little more concerned that you haven't really 
made sure that you understand what you're doing. <laughs> that you have other problems we should probably discuss. Yes, a healthy dose of fear. It's fun. So I watch my little grandson is learning how to walk. And it's the greatest thing ever to watch him because you can tell he's like on the edge of terror. He's got his hand up on the <laughs> on the sofa arm and he's getting right because now he can actually do it. But before he would stand there and he would think about it <laughs> and he really wanted to, but he was, you know, you could just tell in his hand. But the first time I saw him, which was not clearly not the first time, first time I saw him actually like start to go, he got all excited. Because the first step, it is, of course, it's scary. But then the second one's less scary. The third one's less scary. And then before long, grandma's giving you a big hug and you're getting all this attention. <laughs> it's the same thing with real estate, except for the attention piece. It's all of the returns you're getting. Mm -hmm. That's the reward. All of that happens by taking the first initial step. And every single person is scared. Everybody. Yeah. I was scared on my first deal. If I'm being honest, I was scared on my second and third and fourth. Every deal, I have a little bit of trepidation, even though it's no longer my first, second, third, fourth, fifth. <laughs> I mean, you guys have heard us do shows on like trying to kill real estate deals. It's because I'm concerned about the deal. Yep. And I want to make sure I'm not making a mistake. So I try to kill it. And the bigger the price tag, the more I check. Yeah. So just know that that's a normal thing. And we can help you with that if you guys want our help. If not, get somebody's help and take some action. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing I'll mention too is if this is something that you want more information on or you want to schedule a call, reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com. But we also have a really cool newsletter. It's AI generated with lots of cool content, education, teaching you about it and it has some industry breakthrough, expert opinion, stuff like that, but it also has some information from us. So please subscribe to our newsletter. I'm trying to remember the URL for subscribing to our newsletter. So. Well, it'll be in the show notes anyway. I can't remember all this stuff. You guys, if Heather doesn't know it, you guys wouldn't know any of it. So click on the show notes and it'll be in there for sure. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And until next week, Get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.